From creation to the flood to the patriarchs to Egypt, join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through Genesis, the backstory to the beginning. Enjoying this time together. So, we are in Genesis 9. We, we looked at Genesis 9. We started looking at it uh, yesterday. We started at verse 1. Uh, we talked about how man has dominion over all the beasts of the, uh, of the ground and the field. Man is now allowed to eat uh, meat, but it, it has to drain the lifeblood out of the meat. We had an incredible discussion about that. I hope that was thought-provoking for you. Uh, just thinking about blood and that how in the early part of our culture, we believe that life, blood, the blood, the life was included in the blood, and that was very important and sacred to to mankind. And so, you're not supposed to drink or eat the blood. You can have the meat, but not the blood. So, that was where we left off yesterday, uh, verse uh, five, Genesis chapter nine, verse five. And now we're going to now we're going to look at something else that's really fascinating. I hope you'll find it fascinating. And it's what uh, God says about man. So let's just go right into it. Genesis chapter 9 verse 6. So this is God speaking, whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply in the earth and increase upon it. And then God said to Noah and his sons, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. So, um, so they've come out of the uh, the ark, and uh, Noah makes this uh, sacrifices the animals to God, and then God's now saying, "Okay, I, this this sacrifice is pleasing to me, and so there are things that I'm asking you that that you don't kill another human being. There'll be an accounting if there's a killing of a human being." Don't eat the lifeblood of another animal. Uh, but then he says about humans, but he was talking about animals before, but now he specifically comes in and focuses on humans themselves. And he says, I've got something special for humans. And he's basically this. Whoever sheds human blood, by humans their blood shall be shed. So remember this lifeblood that's in humans. If you shed that blood, then humans by their blood shall be shed. For in the image of God has mankind been created. So mankind is created in the image of God. In the Latin, they call this imago dei, in the image of God. Uh, it's basically um, that mankind at some level is like God. He is not God, but he is like God. So you and I, as a part of this getting together this morning, at some level, we are created in the image of God. And unlike all the other animals that God created, mankind is, well, we know that man, when, man when God created man back in Genesis 1-2, God said to man, that you are the pinnacle of creation. You're the final part of creation. 
If you'll remember in creation, there were six days of creation. God created the place for man to live. Then he created the birds. He created the animals. But when he created man, uh, when he created everything else, he said it was good. But when he created man, he said it was very good. So man is very good. Man is the pinnacle of creation. Man is created in the image of God. So I just want to spend a little bit of time on that this morning because that's something to really think about. How is man like the image of God? Do we have any clues in scripture? Well, I think there's a couple. So we're going to go back. We're going to go back to creation. We're just going to look at that a little bit in Genesis 1. So join me as we go back to Genesis 1, verses 26 to 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image, the word there is selem, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So as we can see here, how is man like? What does it mean to be in the image of God? Well, first of all, we have dominion. We have dominion over all the animals. We find out here in Genesis 9 that God reminds us that we have dominion over all the animals. We have dominion over the earth. Uh, if you'll remember, God told us to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. So the whole entire earth is our playground. Uh, it is, we are the pinnacle of creation. All the other animals are under us, but we are at the peak of creation. We have uh, dominion over the fish, over the birds, over the livestock, over all the earth, and everything that creeps upon the earth. All of it is under our control. We, in effect, if you wanted to say it this way, and, and maybe we can think about this, uh, as God has dominion over mankind and over all of the universe, right? God has placed man as the pinnacle of creation over the earth. And so we are, in effect, I don't want to say we're gods because we're nowhere near God, but we are the pinnacle of creation on the earth. And at some level, we are at the highest point of creation on the earth. So we have... We have dominion over the earth, which puts us very much uh, at the top of the food chain. We're, we're at the top of the food chain. We're top of the earth chain. We have dominion. At some level, we're little g uh, God over the earth. I, I, but that we, we're not anything like God, and we're, uh, we are not God. But as far as all the animals on the earth, we're the closest to God. How about that? Of all the things that God created and placed on the earth, we're the closest to God on the earth. And, in, and so therefore, we are on the scale of Godness from nothing to God. We are up the, on that scale the most of any of God's creation, which is an awesome thing. And then God created man in his own image. And what is it? In the image of God, he created them. He created them male and female. Now that's interesting. Now, we know that in Genesis right, 1-2, that when he first creates man, he creates man in his image, and then he comes and he takes woman out of man. So, But when man was created originally, uh, he is created in the image of God. The maleness and the femaleness of the first man before woman was, woman was taken out of man, that all of that was in mankind, which means 
that God has both feminine and masculine attributes inside him. Whatever those attributes are, uh, God has them. So God is not a male. We think of God as a male and we address God like in the Lord's Prayer as a male. When God came to flesh and lived among us, he was as Jesus, right? But at some level, there is this, there is this soft side, this feminine side. There's a masculine side to God. God is all-encompassing of all of the genders. God is all-encompassing of all the sexes. Anything that man can come up with, with all of that stuff, it all exists in God because it all came from God and we're created in the image of God, all right? So everything that we are as a mankind and however we want to divide man in the many multiple ways that you can divide man, it all comes from one God, three persons, one God who is uh, what we are created in the image of. Male and female, we created them. But So that's the first part, Genesis 1. But also let's go back and look at Genesis 5. This is where we talk about the genealogy of, of Adam to Noah. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness, again, it's that word selim of God. Male and female, he created them. There it is again, male and female, he created them. And he blessed them and he named them man when they were created. So we get this, we get this same thing again. We're created in the image of God, this selim, and we're male and female, but the together, male and female, is man. So man is not complete without female. It's man and woman joined together in marriage, creating. So the one thing that we can do, because we're created in the image of God, is to create uh, a family, and we can have dominion over our family. We can have a household, and in our household, we are the pinnacle of creation, uh, and at some level, we get the joy of creating and developing our offspring and loving them and being to them like a God. We're not God, but we are like a God. You talk to any child, and we are you know, the authority in their life. We are, the, we are the closest thing in their life along the food chain, along the God chain towards God. Let's put it that way. That's us. Um, we are created in the image of God. Now, this word selim is interesting because uh, it's, it's uh, translated likeness, it's translated image, uh, but there's other ways that it's translated too. It's a Hebrew word. I want to just look here at Psalm 39, verses 5 through 6. Might, might help us to get a handle on this word, this selim of God. Uh, here we go. Uh, Behold, you have made my days and a few handbreadths, and my lifetime is nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. And it's that word selim. So um, created in the image of God is like we're in the shadow of God. Uh, we are in the image of God. We're the likeness of God. We are not God, but we are created somewhat like God. Uh, we're in his shadow. We're in his image. We're in his likeness. So... All of that taken together, what does it mean to be in the image of God? And, and the reason why I'm spending a little bit of time on that is, first of all, you can see in Genesis, it's three times. It's an important concept that God wants to get across to us. You're in my image. You're in my shadow. You are like me so many ways. You're like me. I've created you with so much. Uh, but what is that? Well, in one sense, at one 
since we are a copy or a duplicate, some sort, not a perfect copy, but at some level, we are a copy or a duplicate of our creator. Man is the pinnacle of creation, the only creature that's made in the likeness of God. Man has dominion over the earth. Man of all the creatures, so we know God created all the creatures, male and female, I mean, except for the ones he didn't, right? But I mean, all of them are created, male and female, but God uh, specifically said when he created man that it was male and female he created man. So in the creation story, God is, is keen to point out the fact that we created male and female. Um, and also, we are sinners, we are in the fallen condition after the fall, but in the lineage of Noah, and here it is in Genesis 9, we're still, even outside of the fall, we're still created in the image. God is, God is pointing out that even post-fall, we're in his image. So think about that. We did not lose whatever we are in the image of God. We did not lose it because of the fall. We're still in the image of God. We're still an imperfect image of God, but we are still in the image of God. So we were in the image of God before the fall, and now we can see we're the, in the image of God after the fall. That is a really cool thing. So we did not lose the image of God because of the fall. Now Jesus comes and rescues us and restores us to a right relationship with God, but he doesn't necessarily restore our image of God. We, are st we still have that as the pinnacle of creation. I think that is a really, really cool thing. And here's another thing, when God becomes flesh, when God decides to take on form to dwell on this earth, what does he look like? He looks like man. So when God chooses to become man, we, he looks like us. So there are so many different ways uh, that we are created in the image of God. So what does that mean? And how are we created? The Bible isn't really explicit, but here's a couple thoughts that I have. First of all, this whole idea of man and woman that God points out, that we are uh, able to procreate, and as we are able to procreate, we are able to have children who are also in our image and in God's image, and we get to raise those children and be the quote-unquote God or the highest thing towards God in our domain. We can, we can rule in our household. We can rule... In our family group, we can have love, we can have joy. All of that is because we're in the image of God. We get to be like our little mini God in our household, if you wanted to call it that. And, I, and I, I'm not trying to be blasphemous, God. We are not you by any means. But at some level, God means you have control and power and authority. And, and so we have that over our family groups, uh, in our families. But uh, male and female, there's another thing about male and female. Why did God create female? And it was because when we were in the garden, God says it's not good for man to be alone. So he took, uh, God or God took man, put him in a deep sleep, and out of man brought forth woman. And now we have probably what I think is the most important part when we're going to be talking about the attributes of God, and that is this. Uh, we, we thrive on relationship. We thrive on communication. We thrive on love. Uh, we thrive on being in this ability to have relationship with deep relationships. Unlike all the other animals, we can communicate deeply. I was watching somebody yesterday that, uh, oh, what was it? Or the day before, 
that um, when when somebody fell in love, immediately they became poets, right? They started writing poetry. I guess when man, throughout the history of mankind, when man falls in love with woman, uh, he immediately becomes a poet. There's things, things deep inside him that come forth because that joy of seeing another woman just brings forth out of him things that he didn't even know he had, and one of them being poetry, which is so true because uh, after my first date with Jennifer on May 12, 1979, I went home and I wrote a poem, <laughs> which I still have a copy of. I think I still have the original of that poem here somewhere. Um, who knew that I was a poet? But when, when, you, when you fall in love, when you're in relationship, all these wonderful things come outside of mankind. Um, because we crave relationship, we crave fellowship. And if you think about it, if you look at God, he lives in heaven or is all around us, but he doesn't exist just as one. He exists in Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He exists in relationship, love, relationship, companionship, caring for somebody else, loving somebody else, all of this is part of the human condition, and it's all how we are created in the image of God. Deep relationship, reason, thinking, subduing creation, and being in relationship, all of this is what makes us in the image of God. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, is there more than that? Well, we know that there has to be more than that because God speaks and the earth is created, right? God is timeless. He can go back and forth throughout time. He can create matter. Uh, he can speak and all of the particles of the universe are created. But for us and our existence and how we live our life, we are the pinnacle of creation. And we are about as close to God as you can get in his creation. Now, there's a lot of stuff we haven't figured out yet. And God has given us the command to be fruitful and multiply and to subdue the earth. And we're definitely fruitful and multiplying. And we know so much more about the earth than we did than when he placed us in the garden. But at its root and all of that, the most important part of us and the thing that makes us human is the ability to love, the ability to be in relationship, uh, the ability to, uh, to subdue the earth. I mean, it's just all of those things you don't need a whole lot to do, right? You do, All you need to be in relationship is just find somebody to love, right? It's... Uh, and you are as close to God as anything else. So I, I think that's really cool. I love the fact that I'm created in the image of God. And Latin is uh, imago dei. That's who we are. We are. That's how we are created. So um, we're not going to close out in prayer just yet. I want to kind of tell you a little bit about what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Jennifer and I are going to uh, go see my daughter who's pregnant. And uh, she's going to have a child. And we don't know the sex of this child. Um, and it doesn't really matter because it'll be my grandchild and be practically perfect. Now, I've debated about what to do uh, over the next couple of weeks. Should we get together? Should we not get together? Should it be live? Should it be a premiere video? The one thing that I really, really want to do uh, while I'm there in Chicago is I would like to broadcast to you some sort of something with little baby B, that's who this baby's called, baby B on my lap, showing all of you the most beautiful, perfect baby on the face of the earth. So, um, and I'm sure at some level you might want to see that also. 
So I do know that I'm gonna I'm gonna broadcast something while I'm on vacation. There's a couple other things that I have uh, lined up and in store. Uh, and so what we're gonna do is either do a premiere video. Now what a premiere video is on, on Facebook is I queue it up, uh, it's a pre-recorded thing, but you won't know it's pre-recorded because it's just like this. It shows up in the feed and then all of a sudden, boom, it's in the feed. Um, so I've got a few of those lined up. I'm planning to do a few live broadcasts uh, while I'm doing that. I don't know how many, it may only be one uh, because obviously my grandchild is there in Chicago. I don't get to see her that often, so I wanna spend some time with her also. So the bottom line of all of this is it's a surprise. Uh, there will be something at eight o'clock every day and it will be wonderful. It may be shorter, it may be longer, uh, it may be live, it may be Memorex. For those of you who remember that uh, tape commercial back from the 70s, is it live or is it Memorex? Um, or in a, just a weird thing that for whatever reason, nothing works, uh, it may actually fail and there may not be anything at eight o'clock on a, on, a, on a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning. So I just want you to be aware of that. My intention is, is that you'll have something at eight o'clock uh, that you can just join in, pop in and join in it, hopefully be extremely interesting. I know that Mondays will be very extremely interesting because that one is already uh, ready to go. Um, but as technology goes, there it could fail and things may not go as planned. But, but I would like for you to, uh, yeah, even though you may not uh, know it or even though it, it you know, may not be as uh, interesting to you uh, or special to you, uh, I would so we will continue to get together at eight o'clock every day here, bail time. And I pray it's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, so if that changes for whatever reason, I get in a car wreck and, and you know, whatever, uh, I'll let you know. But as it stands now, you'll have some really, really good uh, pre-recorded and some live stuff uh, over the next week. So that being said, um, we're going to close in prayer. Uh, thanks for being with me and uh, God's richest blessings. Uh, let's just close. Gracious God, um, we are created in your image. In the image of God, we are created. Oh my goodness, that is, that means that of all of your creation here on earth, we are the closest to you. Uh, that fills us with joy. It helps us to see that we're part of your kingdom. Lord, fill us with your love and your life. Uh, for those that are traveling, keep us all safe and uh, bring us back again safely when we can. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.